is a flat circle. Everything we do, everything we have done, everything we will ever do, we do it over and over and over again forever. Or do we? Hey, I'm Kelly. I am an armchair detective, self-proclaimed. I am an armchair psychologist, self-proclaimed. Shocked as hell the Yellowstone is concluding the series for season five. That's kind of a bummer. And I'm also your host of Flat Circle Podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Now, it's not often that a gruesome crime hits small town America, but when it does, the ripple effects of that crime are felt by the left behind, their friends, their family, and their community. So as they struggle to try and make sense of the senseless, another case goes cold. I am talking of none other than the senseless 1988 murder of Paul Gerard, resident of Marquette County, Michigan. Paul Gerard was known as a sweet man who grew up in Gwynn, Michigan. In 1988 in America, and especially small-town America, homophobia was running rampant in our communities. And those who knew Paul knew that he was living as an openly gay man. Just doing him living life he worked for the u-haul company in marquette paul was a friend of many he was part of a community who remembers him remembers his senseless death and still cries out for justice for his murder today now normally i'd give you all a recount of the events of the day and days leading up to the moment that the victim paul gerard was murdered but Unfortunately, this case is as vague as vague gets, you guys, and that makes it imperative that we talk about it. On September 30th, 1988, at 10.14 a.m., a local couple on their morning walk at Presque Isle came upon the dead body of Paul Gerard, who was spread over the grave of Chief Kawabong, the last Ojibwe chief. Paul was stabbed more than 40 times and his throat was cut. His still corpse lay in a sticky pool. The last of his lifeblood drained. Coroners determined that the body had not been moved from the final place of death. There were no tire tracks. There were no footprints. It's almost like Paul Gerard was murdered by a ghost. They found blood on the door of Paul's car, which was parked more than 100 yards away from the gravesite. So this indicates that Paul had been bleeding and touched the door of the car before being dragged off to the grave. But what's interesting is that once the investigation started, two local women came forward claiming that their husbands had come out as gay and they believed that the husbands were responsible for the murder of Paul. I mean, police investigated it, but 
eventually they determined that it was a joke and they just quickly moved on. An FBI profiler was brought in and actually created a profile of the killer stating that it was a young man in his late teens to early 20s who had an obsession with the knife that he used in the murder, which is why he violently stabbed Paul 40 times and then slit his throat. A small break in the case was found because of the episode of this case on a podcast called Park Isle Predators. Then a forensic sketch was released in January of 2020 by the Marquette Police Department regarding a second person of interest in the case. So even though it's been many years cold, police are still investigating this and it is still open. So the police actually believe that two people were involved in the murder. And the second person of interest is described as between 5 feet 8 inches to 5 feet 10 inches tall, slender build, sandy, lighter colored hair, approximately 25 to 35 years old. So this would have been in 1988, which is equivalent to old as fuck now. (laughs) Slumped posture when sitting, cognitively impaired, not social, not well kept in appearance or dress. And if there is anyone who still might have information about the Paul Gerard murder case, you can contact the Marquette Police Department at 906-228-0400. Also worth noting, Northern Michigan University's campus is not far from Presque Isle, so it definitely could have been a younger man in the late teens and early 20s as originally... um, depicted by the FBI profiler. Now, Paul Gerard was a young man at the time of his murder. He was only 34 years old. And if we talk about this time in America as it pertains to sexuality, I'll say that 1988 as a culture had us in the throes of the party vibes of the 80s, right? Madonna was a total torchbearer when it came to women embracing their sexuality in the 80s and 90s. She was a gay icon. The topic of homosexuality wasn't new, but it still hung around in those taboo corners of sex. And when we talk about sexuality of any kind, most Americans are immediately both turned off and turned on by it oddly enough, because it was so taboo to think of, number one, men and women enjoying consensual sex with the same gender, and number two, the idea that women themselves are sexual creatures and not these, you know, Virgin Mary figurines of virginity and motherhood. Now, around the same-ish time in the early 90s, we also had the senseless murder of Brandon Tina, a trans male for being trans, for being gay. Back then, we were very much a society of pray away the gay because we didn't understand it. And the concept that was presented as a society went so far away from what we knew as acceptable forms of love and partnership, right, in a modern society. Because we feel that we need to define that for everyone. And as the years have gone by, thank God for the 2000s, these concepts became more mainstream. Love is love after all, right? Now, considering that time in history, Paul Gerard was brave, brave for living his life as an openly gay man, especially in a small rural town America that can be especially dangerous. And even though 
Marquette is a fairly big-ish town. It's so small when compared to, like, Detroit or Grand Rapids, even Kalamazoo, as far as cities go in Michigan. So who murdered Paul Girard? That's my question. You know, some folks say that it was his boyfriend at the time. Other folks from the community swear he picked up random men at adult bookstores for companionship from time to time, you know. I mean, could it have been any of these? Other people say it was a straight-up hate crime, and I have to say I'm on the side of those people because he was murdered in such a brutal way. Why would you ever have to stab anyone more than once for murder, let alone stab them multiple times, overkill them? It almost seemed like a crime of hate or a crime of passion. Maybe both. Now, police have collected a lot of DNA, but they had no idea what to do with it back then. So I'm hoping that scientists today are analyzing that same DNA and that they are able to eventually give the friends, family, and community some closure on the murder of Paul Girard. More than 30 years cold and still no answers. If you have any information on this case, please reach out to the Marquette Police Department at 906-228-0400. Also, you guys, I love hearing from you. You can hit me up on social media at Flat Circle Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email, flatcirclepodcast1 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful for you all. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope that you join me for future episodes. Until next time, stay kind, stay curious, and always question the world around you. (laughs) 